Exclusive hot new high school holla. Here it comes. Stephen Spoon Ramsey with a special adi- City Talk edition of the High School Holla Sports Show. We are dealing with a combination of things that has brought about anger, frustration, sadness, hurt, and some fear, not only to the city of Chicago, but to cities across the nation. We've been dealing with a virus pandemic and now an incident out of Minneapolis, Minnesota that has caused destruction across the nation. We here at the H2S2 show, as much as we push to keep things positive through high school sports, we also know that many of us need help to cope with the things that are happening around us. So this Sunday, May the 31st, we are here with a few coaches from the Chicago Public League and one from the NFL, as well as a shining star alum he is. He's from the area. He's played Chicago Public Football. And now he's a coach in the NFL. We welcome our guest today from the president of the Chicago Public League Football Association and the head football coach at Perspectives, Coach Cherry Jones joins us today, along with from Westinghouse Warriors on the city's west side, Coach Julius Carter III, from the Sullivan Tigers from the city's north side, we have Coach Calvin Clark, from the city's east side, from the Kenwood Broncos, we have Coach Sonique Turner, and from also from the city's south side, from the Coalless Trojans, we have Coach Keith Brookshire. And I want to thank each of you brothers for joining us today and taking the opportunity for us to talk about this, this situation that we're dealing with. I want to just... I just want to go into it from the standpoint of we all got our own personal feelings about the incident that took place in Minneapolis. But I want to talk about your feelings, not only about the the incident in in Minneapolis, but also what's taking place in our own city with the rioting and looting in Chicago that has put a negative light on it. But before we get to that, Coach Jackson, I want to take, give you an opportunity to tell us your path as an alum from the Chicago Public League and how you made it all the way as a coach in the NFL. Well, uh, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be on the show and, and with these fellow coaches uh, to speak about what's going on in the city and not only in the city of Chicago, but also around our country. Um, my journey to where I am right now, uh, is, it's, it's a journey that has... Uh, that involved many people. And one of, uh, a couple of people are actually on this call with us right now. Uh, you know, I'm a product of the city of Chicago, but not just the city of Chicago, I'm a product of the Chicago Public League's, uh, Chicago Public School System. Uh, graduated from Fort Dearborn Elementary School. Uh, had a chance to go play at Morgan Park uh, High School under Lexi Spurlock, Keith Brookshire. Uh, Coach Jones was there as well. Um, you know, went to, Went to a state school in the state of Illinois, went to Northern Illinois and Western Illinois, and had a chance to go play in the NFL for, for six years. Retired, got right into coaching, coached in college, been coaching in college the last 10 years, and then uh, have spent the last couple of years in the NFL, and now I'm with the Carolina Panthers uh, in the NFL. So I'm excited to be here. 
uh, excited to talk about my city that's uh, helped me you know, develop me into the man I am today. And I appreciate these coaches because I know the job, the tough job these guys do every, on an everyday basis. Well, Coach Jackson, we definitely want to congratulate you on representing the city of Chicago in the NFL. So thank you for that. And I, I want to just start off, and Coach, Coach uh, Jones, let's start off with you. I want to get your feelings on not only the incident in Minneapolis, but also what message do you have for the rioters and looters? that has placed a negative light on the situation? Well, that's a deep subject. Uh, a lot of dealing with frustration, upset, um, disappointed. But most of all, um, it gave me opportunity to not only just assess myself, but others around me. So I, I took the positive note reaching out to everyone in my circle, whether it's family, friends, a community, going door to door on my block. Also um, reaching out to the coach association, reaching out to my players, telling them to be safe, um, to stay at home, um, think about ways to have a positive change um, that's greater than what we're doing now, because it's not the solution. So first of all, disappointment, upset, but I came to a, um, a solution that someone got to think positive in this and someone got to give hope to the hopeless. And that was my, my feel about it. Coach Turner, what's your feelings about the incident? Um, like Coach said, that is a, a deep topic or whatnot. And um, I just, I'm going to stay in my lane as a football coach about it. You know, I mean, I was speaking about my 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 feelings towards what actually happened, the actual incident. I mean, my opinion, I felt like there was a, a careless, malicious thing that happened. And I think that it was, you know, uh, the source of a lot of the people's anger and, and, and why people are doing some of the things that they're doing. And I first want to say, before I even speak about the looting and everything, is understand the symbolic thing behind it you know, valuing lives over material things, if that's what the message people are sending when they're doing it. But on the flip side of that, the kids that don't understand things and uh, the, the, the future of our, our city and everything, the people that's going to be in our, our seats of Senate and government and everything or whatnot, what message are they sending to those kids that don't understand everything else? That That's actually what social media and the things of this time is real prevalent in their lives, so they getting to see this. Some of the things that we would have to been taught, they get to see it with their own eyes and live it. So it's a different dynamic. And then on the top of that, I mean, just on the football side, it's disappointing because we've been very, very patient. And a lot of us that's on this Zoom right now, we work really hard at what we do in our professions as coaches. And the, the patience and the anticipation of the upcoming season and the, the kids, the, the hundreds of kids that we got as single individuals that we, we're, you know, a part of their lives or whatnot to, you know, see some heartbreaking moments like this and they can't, they get things snatched away from them like school and football, you know. I mean, I can't help but to be biased about football. I'm a football coach, so it's, this up. This 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 suck for the kids that that really really work hard and some of those guys that just had those, you know, ambitions and you know 
dream to, you know, to try to be in, on that on that stage. You know, it's, this this messed a lot of things up for a lot of kids, and it could potentially, you know, be a disaster for some guys that got some good things going on for them. You know, so I mean, hopefully everything, you know, is is better. I'm confident that our city will get everything in control, and we will have our season, and you know, we get things together. I mean, I know it's bigger than football. But I am a football coach. This is a football panel. So, I mean, I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm talking about football. So, as far as everything and our paces and everything, it went, they, 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 they slowing down the process so much. And then they, they, they backing up things for later on down the line when opening up the, the city for, for these kids to go back to school. Summer school opportunities, work opportunities. There's a lot of things that's, that's messed up. Man. So, like I said, on the flip, it's, it's, it's two sides to every story. So, I understand for those that are doing it for those positive reasons, but some of those people that have been, you know, malicious and just bad people, it's, it's terrible. Thanks a lot, Coach Turner. Uh, Coach Clark, you represent uh, a school on the city's north side. I'd like yes. to get your, your thoughts. First of all, thank, thanks for inviting me here, man. Um, uh, it's just, it's tough right now. Um, just dealing with everything that first, going through this COVID situation of um, everything being taken away for um, for the seniors from um, last year. And also everything that's, that's going on with these kids just being at home, dealing with this new type of life. Um, and then you have this happen, um, this big thing that just happened, not only to um, George Floyd, but um, Ahmaud Aubrey, and then the other young lady that took place. Um, it's just, it's, it's just, things just keep on happening. And, you know, we, we have these conversations with our young man, um, not just football, but we have conversations with these young men about just life, about things just happens in life. And uh, when these things are present, you know, it's just, it's just like, wow. And um, just like right now, you know, you know, the boys just been at home and then now they seeing all this looting and everything taking place. And, um, you just taking, you know, hurry up, sending messages out to them and just, directing them in the right path and tell them don't do things like that because you have to, you can't think about the moment right now. You got to think about your future. And that's what matters is your future. Just try to get them on the right track. But um, I'm hopeful. I'm just hopeful that um, everything will get back in place. And uh, we got great leaders like these great young men that's on, um, on this call with you, the coaches. And um, just hopefully, man, we're we, we going to lead these boys in the right path, get them in order, and um, just make sure they have a good mindset about life. I appreciate that, Coach. And from the city's west side, from Westinghouse, Coach Julius Carter, um, you have you, – we talked off the air today about how the city looked as you were attempting to drive through it. What's your thoughts? I mean, I just feel like what's going on around the city is not – that's not helping the situation of what happened in Minneapolis or what's going on around the world. I mean – you know, and then plus we tear up our own community. You know, a lot of people use public transportation. You can't even catch the bus down Madison Street right now because of what's going on. So I just feel like at some point in time, we need to realize that this is not the answer. You know, a lot of people complain about voting and different things. You want to complain about, you know, your people that's in office, vote them out. That's how you can, that's how you can make a change, you know, in my opinion. Vote your alderman out, vote your congressman out, vote your senator out. Just different things like that. There's a lot more. There's a lot of other things we can be doing besides tearing our own community up, which is you know, because that's just not the answer to me. You know, as far as my players, I mean, 
myself and my coach, we did our best to reach out to most of our players to let them know to stay out of the nonsense. Because, I mean, a lot of our players live right in the middle of where the nonsense is going on at. You know, thank God we was able to get in touch with a lot of them. So, you know, they understood the message. and uh, It was made clear, you know, just stay in the house. Stay safe. And when we go from the west side, we have to talk about all parts of the city. We got to go back to the, the south side end of things. And right there on 103rd, we had a Coralist Trojans and Coach Brookshire. And Coach, what's your overall opinion? On the on the incident and and how the city is uh, currently handling things. Coach, we can't hear you. You're on mute. You hear me now? All right, we got you, Coach. Yeah, I said it's a twofold reaction actually because the initial reaction when you <clears throat> when we first seen the video, man, is just you know it's anger. Because we're fed up, man. And as a people, I know we're fed up. And the young generation, pretty much, you know, they really don't know what's going on. So some of them, but, you know, they, they kind of following. And some of these people are using what's going on now, man, as, as an excuse to go out and just, you know, get out the house and get wild and, you know, do things that they know, the only things that they know, grab shoes, grab liquor, grab this, grab that, you know, but they not understanding the whole total thing, man, because the first initial response is just fed up, man. We the only people uh, that I know of that have to defend themselves in our own murder. We have to go and try to defend ourselves in our own murder. So we gotta, he's gotta, it's gotta be proven that something wasn't wrong with him or, you know, nothing, I don't care what happened, nothing uh, excuses you to have your, uh, knee on his neck for nine minutes. So we fed up with having to defend ourselves in our own murder. We fed up with the fact that, you know, now they, they, they do the autopsy. They did the autopsy and said that he had underlying issues or he had these other things. So now we got to be in shape and healthy enough to survive a nine minute closure of your airway just to survive. And if not, it's our fault if we die. So black people are fed up, man. So I understand the response. And 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 the, and, the, and the protest and all of that, and I kind of understand the youth because they don't know any better. They don't have no leadership. All of this is doing that's going on around the city today and last night is without leadership. So without leadership, man, they just going they on their merry way and they doing the things that they only know how to do. You know, but if somebody, if we can somehow channel that energy and 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 drive it in the right direction man we i mean we'll be a strong it'll be a strong statement that we could make but right now man we just it's kind of we sporadic we all over the place with it man and it's it's sad to see right now because we're tearing up our own community you know not to say you know tomorrow we need to go out and shop we can't even go shop because you didn't loot at the grocery store so it's 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 bad man it's getting bad and thanks a lot for your for for your thoughts coach Coach Jackson, I got to ask you as a, as a product of Chicago Public League and from the city of Chicago, how does it feel when you see not only where you might be right now, but your own home, your hometown and, and, and the result of what's come out of all this? Yeah, I think uh, every guy kind of touched on it. You know, uh, the initial reaction, man, you, you, you're angry, you're upset, and I can understand that. You're tired of seeing what you've been seeing. 
the stuff that's been recorded and unrecorded. You know, we only get to see the stuff that's recorded. And so we, you know, we don't have, a lot of people don't understand the, the stuff that goes on that's unrecorded. Uh, so you understand the frustration, man, that a lot that these that people have, that we have. And, but it's, 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 you know, it's upsetting. It's, uh, it shines a bad light when some of the other things are going on as far as guys breaking into stores. And a lot of it is black owned businesses is, you know, they're tearing up their own neighborhoods, our neighborhoods that we got to go back to. Like Coach Brookshire said, man, it's no, it's no direction with the youth. There's no leader. Um, and they know what they know only what they know. And, um, you know, I'm looking at it from afar. You know, all I'm looking at is Twitter and you only get, you know, whatever somebody posts. So I don't know if it's truth or not, but when you look at it and you see the responses that people have, oh, that's typical, or we knew it was coming. Uh, it, it hurts you a little bit. Cause you know, there's people out there that's really protesting the real injustices. And there's people out there, whether they black, white, wherever, that's taking advantage of the situation and for their own personal greed and need. Coach, you've had the opportunity uh, as you were sharing your path to coach on several different levels. What advice would you give to a current high school coach or any coach uh, who needs to help a, a player cope with this? Well, you know, I, I haven't had an opportunity to coach in high school, so um, but I respect the work that high school coaches do, man. They have the toughest job, man. You know, I was a college coach for a long time. We get them in college. The, the high school coach then did a lot of the work already. You know, we just kind of taking the baton from there. Uh, but um, just having honest conversations with our players, man. Um, you know, don't wait to, and I know these guys aren't, but don't wait till a situation like this happens to start having a conversation with your players. Like that conversation should be had all the time. And since I've been coaching and I was lucky enough to have uh, honest coaches when I was in, in Morgan Park with Coach Brookshire and Coach Spurlock um, and, you know, Coach Hayes, God rest his, rest his soul, bless his soul. But, um, you know, this, that had those honest conversations with us, told us about what it meant to be a young black male and living in, living in Chicago, living in the world and living in this country. And just having the, the knowledge as a, as a college coach, as a high school coach, having the uh, testicular fortitude as a coach to have those honest conversations with your players and let them know, man, it's not just about football. Don't be defined by football. You just happen to play football. Um, but you a lot of things first before you're a football player. And hopefully our players and our, our coaches are able to, you know, uh, share that message with our kids. And I've been doing it since I've been a college coach, just having these conversations. Hell, I just had it with my players in the NFL. I mean, we talked about this and they grown men. And I just let, have a forum where they can speak their minds and express their anger and frustration. And, you know, I try to be a voice of reason for them as much as I can be. And we do have a panel full of, high school football coaches. And I want to start with you, Coach Carter, because you mentioned that you and your assistant coaches re reached out to a lot of your players. What were those conversations like with your players? I mean, it was just kind of, you know, straight to the point. I mean, our, our kids know what's going on, man. Like they say, the kids watch the news. The kids on Facebook, they on Twitter, they on Snapchat, TikTok. So they're very aware of what's going on. And, you know, a lot of our kids are followers. So the main thing me and my coaches try to do is we just, you know, all weekend, not even just today, all weekend, we just been trying to 
you know, reiterate to our players, hey, whatever you think of, whatever you see other people think, doing, that's not the answer. You know, it's just not the answer. Tearing up your own community is not the answer. So we just been stressing that, you know, myself and my other coaches, you know, reaching out to different players, you know, just letting them know, like, hey, stay home, stay safe. There's no need to go hang out this weekend. You shouldn't be outside hanging out anyway, to be honest with you. Because we still, you know, we still haven't got a, you know, a clear from the COVID yet. So that's just my opinion. And I'd like to hear from the rest of the coaches. Coach Clark, uh, you've been coaching for quite some time. What advice would you have to a coach that's just getting into high school coaching and how they should help their players coach? I mean, just um, first of all, just also we got to just remind yourself that you used to be a team. I mean, don't, don't, don't come to them with that grown mindset that we have now because we're mature. But just, un, you know, like Coach is talking about, just understand that they are persuaded and do what other teams do. And just, just let them understand how big the future is for them, that they just can't make a decision right now and not think about the future and all the plans and other things they have set for themselves. Because, I mean, if they, you know, God forbid they get arrested or something happens, then a college coach or whatever coach that try to recruit them is not going, you know, not go ahead and give them the opportunity and everything right then and there. So, I mean, just let them know the bigger picture. Just map that out for them. And as we've been mentioning, Coach Brookshire, we have a, a, a large group, of uh, diverse group of coaches that cover every part of the city right now. And with your players, and from the communities they're from, how do you help them cope with? Uh, well, first and foremost, at this time, I mean, it's not even safe to be back outside yet. So regardless if the city opened up, that's the message I was trying to get to my players just Friday. Regardless if the city's opened up or not, it's not safe for you to go out yet. You know, I try to talk about the two-week grace period. Wherever, whatever the, the CDC or or CPS or the city of Chicago, whatever directives they give us, try to work two weeks behind everybody. Give yourself a two-week grace period. So they open up the barbershop. Man, two more weeks. I'm not going yet. You got me? So I try to show them that, man. Look, I ain't cut my hair, fellas. You don't have to go cut your hair. Ain't nowhere to go. So I try to just, man, instill messages in them. And like you say, uh, like Frisma said, I mean, we had these conversations all the time. So I'm talking to them about we. I think we talk more about being black in America than we do about football X's and O's, honestly. Because if you can get them on the right page and discipline in that sense, it makes the football talk a little easier because you can hold their attention. Once you can hold their attention about something they're not really interested in, then you can hold their attention talking about X's and O's. So we have these conversations all the time. We don't end practice without some conversations. Sometimes I want to let them out at 5:30. We don't get out to 6.15 because I just get long with So, you know, I, I try to deliver that message, man, and just stay safe, stay out the way, uh, stay in the house. You know, it's just not safe right now, man. I mean, I, man, you could turn on GN right now. I don't know if y'all buy a TV, but they in High Park. We asked about High Park. They in High Park, looting, I mean, clashing with the police right now on 53rd. So, man, it's just not safe out here, man. It's people, everybody's uh, patience is short right now. Everybody. So the police only going to put up with so much. And I know the kids, they pass impatience. So just try to stay safe, man. 
Well, Coach Turner, Coach Brookshire mentioned it. Uh, he's currently watching it in High Park. Your school is located in High Park. What do you tell your players out of concern for their health and safety? Well, because of the, the just the nature of where my the kids where they, where they're from, I have a lot of concerned parents overall. So it's already hard for me to get them out the house anyway. So, but the one the the, the main thing that I try to communicate with with my group, you know, is to to remain optimistic. You know, I mean to to stay on path and stay focused. I mean these guys. I mean, they ain't never been given a shot to be in the shoes that they're in right now, to be at the state that they're in right now. And, you know, once, you know, opportunity meets preparation, great things happen, you know. So if these guys decide to go make bad decisions and throw things away and then event, Chicago get everything together and we got an opportunity to do what we got to do, what we work hard for, and, and they're not able to, you know, execute at the level that they're supposed to be so they can, you know, live out their dreams, then it's going to be shame on them for not being prepared, you know. so. What I do is try to make sure that our guys stay focused. We're going to control the things that we can control. I would let them be high school kids. You know, these are teenagers, you know. Um, so we, we I, I just try to keep them grounded and, and stay in their lanes. You know, stay safe. You know, do things in moderation. Just, you know, just stay prepared and just stay focused. You know, just handle the things that you can handle, you know. So it's not a whole lot of things that our guys like to go do. It's not I, – I, I don't have to – I mean, it's just off of just dynamics alone from where the kids are from and things of that nature, just off the dynamics. So my message is a little bit different to the group or whatnot. But some of the other guys that I'm also in contact with, because I don't just coach at Kenwood, I'm also a 707 coach or whatnot. We got kids that coach at kids that's from Inglewood and all over the place. And these guys are all over the streets and everywhere. So, I mean, we also have to – you know, reach out to those guys because I'm all about the city and all our guys that's in the city. It's like love the land, you know, when it comes to our, our CPS kids going out there earning these scholarships, playing all over the country. I love to turn on the TV and see a kid from CPS playing in a bowl game or something like that or whatnot. So that's what it's all about for me when it comes to these kids. So I just want to see these guys, you know, don't be a statistic, you know, and, you know, take advantage of opportunities because they hear we get more coaches like the guys in this that's, you know, creating opportunities for these kids to take advantage of. We just got to keep them focused and make them, you know, sometimes you say you can't make them drink, man. You pull it down the throat. Goddamn. Why they on the high school level when they put it, make them drink it. <laughs> Once they're adults and we get them on the college level, you know, then that's, that's on them. But why I think it's our duty and our responsibility to make sure that we got these guys in the right path all the way through, but they pushed out of the door of high school. And Coach Jones, you are the president of the Chicago Public League Coaches, Football, Football Coaches Association. And what has been your message? This is how this came together. Uh, but I want our listeners and our viewers to understand what's been your message to the coaches? Because there's a lot of young coaches in this association that may not have ever had to deal with helping a student athlete understand a situation. Coach Jones, you on uh, mute. Well, that journey, it's simple. You know, we are leaders. Uh, we are fathers, husbands, um, coaches, mentors, role models. And 
with that notion, it's just what my philosophy always been is when you train up a child in the way he should go, and when he get what? Told, he would not part. He would he would not depart from that from it. And knowing that when you train them up, meaning that, you know, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, of a child. So with that foolishness being bound in the heart of a child, it's up to the adults, the parents, the coaches, the teachers, administration, the community, leaders, to to raise them up in a way in which won't falter. They foundation. The same thing we teach in the in the game of football, the, the fundamental, which which never fail you. Whether you had Kenwood, Prospectors, Westinghouse, Sullivan, uh, and Corliss, the fundamental is so important. And the crazy part about it, when you get to the, the NFL level where Coach Jackson at, it go back to the, the same thing, the fundamentals. So we we re we reach out to our children to un let them understand that their hope that we are installed it in you for not only your future, but our tomorrow. So we want to make sure that you are the leaders and you are the person that can lead us. Um, right now, a lot of our seniors um, in a predicament where we're in position to make sure they're okay. But years, you know, a couple of years later, I will be a senior, years later. And I'm gonna need this generation of young men, I tell them before that one day, I may coach with you, whether voluntarily or whether to come out and see you um, coach, but I may be in that position. So it's, it's so important to know that and not just to say that, but also live that. You know, Coach um, um, Jackson, high school coach, Coach Spurlock, was, I was an assistant on his staff by the Lords on the totem pole. God blessed me to move on and learn from him and and get my own program, and he had opportunity to come and help me in my program. So when you when you can live in and show them, and, and these kids won't discipline. But like Coach Brushaw mentioned, they're looking for leaders. They're looking for people to guide. And, and that's just one of the messages I just want to make sure they know. We support them. We love them. Um, same thing to our coaches. We want them to understand that this is the time we ain't get to play the game anymore. So this is our opportunity to be fourth in inches and, and score. And this is where I want to score. I want to be fourth in inches on defense and, and my opponent trying to get in on the goal line. And I want to be that position to stop that. You know, one of them things that, you know, how could a devil take a person if he's close to you? So if he's close to me, I get an opportunity to prevent those measurements that allow them opportunities to not to harm because we've been through it. So we've been through it. We don't want them to go through the same thing we've been through. And right now, in one of those situations, is beyond everybody. I mean, you talk to the old, you talk to the young, you talk to the educated, those that um, they're not so educated, but they got wisdom. And you realize that, wow, we all searching for the answer. We love looking for the solution. So that's the message that, to train them up. You know, we all in, um, in training on training day and we all need to get to a, to a place where our foundation is solid. So in moments like this, you ain't itching to go outside. You ain't itching to, to loop. You ain't itching to, to, um, to hurt another brother or another person. Well, Coach Jones, as we always like to do on the show, we like to end things with a word of encouragement. And I'm gonna start it off with you. What word of encouragement do you men 
have for the city of Chicago all across. Like since you mentioned, you know, we just ain't uh, perspectives. We just not uh, my block. Uh, we we represent represent Chicago, and we represent the world, and and definitely our people. We want to make sure they understand that their hope there would be a solution. But we we need those minds to open up and understand that you know um, racism, the biggest racism issue is the fact that people deny racism exists. And now it's time to open that door. It's time to open that door and have those direct conversation with, with our young men on the next level. You know, so we want to make sure that Chicago they understand that look, our babies are watching. They look up to us. They admire you even when they don't tell you they admire you. They look up to you even when they don't tell you they look up to you. So we want to pay close attention, especially with this generation. I remember that sitting in my high school coach, Rick Curry, car one day as a, as a player. I was afraid to even look to the side. Our players and our students nowadays are so aware with social media that if they get in your car, they're looking around for everything. If they see a, a pack of bubble gum on your back seat, they're looking back there for it. They see uh, um, something in your um, glove department. They're looking around. They 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 observing. They're very curious about what's going on. And that's why our leadership is so important today. So Chicago, we need you to stand up. We need you to to um, you know take care of our, our future by showing them the right way. Show them that this is not acceptable. It won't be tolerated, and it can't be continued. Coach Brookshire. What message do you have for the city of Chicago? Uh, by us being on the same track, like CQ said, we football coaches first. But along with that, we also fathers, mentors, uncles, big brothers. We're everything to these kids. So my message would go out to the football community and get them to understand that we are leaders first. You are leaders within your school. You are leaders. So, I mean, you know, Coach Jones mentioned uh, social media. You a leader, so on your social media pages, you should be putting out messages of encouragement, messages of let's not go out and loop, let's not do this because they most of the regular students are followers. So if just all the football players were to come in as a strong union and speak from a leadership standpoint, a lot of kids will follow their lead. You know, I tell my students all the time, man, it's somebody in your class that look at you. When you in class, you in math class, and you paying attention and you asking questions, somebody's admiring you. Somebody you don't even know is watching you. Freshmen around the building notice how you act at lunchtime. They notice what you do in the hallway and they follow you. And if you are setting a negative example, then what's behind you is gonna be negative. If you're pushing out a positive example, then you're gonna get positive reaction from that. And some people are gonna follow you. Everybody's not, but most of the people in the school are gonna follow your lead. That's why I always tell them football is first. It's the first sport when you come back to school. How you come into the building and, and, and show these freshmen that's coming in how things gonna go, 
they're going to follow your lead. If you're among the people that's uh, hazing freshmen and throwing them in lockers and sending them to the fifth floor and all that kind of stuff, you know, they're going to they gonna be afraid of you and they're going to stay away from you. But if you lead in a positive way, and that's what I would uh, push out to the community in the city of Chicago, you know, lead by example, man. We are leaders, just like Coach Jones said. Students get out, you know, I sit at Gately a lot, you know, since you know, I mean, all the coaches know we sit in our cars a lot. And your students, my students being right across the street from Gately Stadium, they're constantly coming over to the car. So if they get in my car and they see some ill, then it's, it's ill. They see it right away. You know, I learned that early from Coach Spurlock, man. Coach not only, what I love about Coach Spurlock is that he not only coached kids, man, he coached adults. He raised us as coach. He made us men. You couldn't be on his staff and be, you know, about something else. If you wasn't about football, young African kids trying to be successful, you couldn't be on our staff. I don't care how much football you knew. You had, so he taught us how to be examples in the community, man. And that goes, you know, that, that goes down the, the, the ranks. You know, look at Frisman now. He's a leader in this community. So, you know, that, 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 that carries a lot of weight, man, just being a leader and, and trying to speak up and let the students behind you understand that you got a voice and they'll follow you if you're talking about the right stuff, man. And that's it. That's the, that's the, the message I'm going to give you, man. Just be a leader. Be a leader. And we, we, he spoke about it. And one of the products of that Morgan Park program is none other than Coach Jackson. Coach Jackson, what message do you have for your hometown? Yeah, man. <clears throat> I mean, everybody says some powerful stuff, man. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll try to add on to it. But the main thing, man, is just to, it's okay to let your voices to be heard. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be frustrated and pissed off at the system and what's been going on around you in your neighborhoods and your communities. But please, man, um, let's not use, uh, let's not take advantage of this moment to, and let's not rob from the life of George Floyd um, by looting, by stealing. Um, you know, we talked off the rec, off the show about, you know, guys taking, stealing from the Nike store. Like, what you gonna do with all that stuff once you wear it the one time? So just use this time, man, to, um, to let your voice be heard, but in a positive way. And all these coaches talked on it, talked about our impact as football coaches, whether we in college or high school. I mean, we have the voice, not only uh, the ears, not only of uh, the players that we coach, man, but, uh, you know, all these players and kids around the, the country that we recruit, um, that see us, that watch us on TV, that watch us in the neighborhoods, that come to the high school games, the college games, the pro games, um, that follow us on Twitter. We have a voice. And let's make sure while we have that voice, while it's a voice that people want to hear, let's make sure we're saying the things that's going to uplift our people, uplift kids, mold kids into the men that they're supposed to be, that we want them to be. And let's be, like Coach Brooks said, let's be the Coach Spurlocks that help develop men, young men and men. Because there's some grown men out there that still need developing as well. And so we have voices as coaches Let's use that platform. Let's use these voices um, to make sure these kids are doing the right thing, man, by, by, by 
by going out there protesting what they feel is unjust and unfair. And I want to turn it over to Coach Carter. Coach Carter, you made a, a, a great point about voting. Is that part of the message you want to give to the city of Chicago? I mean, I think that I think that's part. I mean, I think that plays a big part. A lot of people may not agree with me on that, but I mean, we all complain about our neighborhoods, you know. Okay, who in charge of your neighborhood? Your alderman, your state congressman. What you gonna do about that? If you don't like what they're doing, if you don't like what they're doing for your neighborhood, vote them out. If you think you can do better, hell, run yourself. I mean. And like I say, my biggest thing is, too, it's okay to be, I tell my kids all the time, my players, it's okay to be different. You ain't got to be just like the, it's okay to be different. Just because he running the halls and, and doing silly stuff don't mean you got to do it, too. You know, it's, uh, you know, be a leader. Like, everybody spoke about leadership. You know, we're trying to train leaders. So, you know, in order to be a leader, sometimes you got to be different. So if that means me staying in the house and not outside destroying my own community, I'm going to be different today, uh, this week. Appreciate that. That's a strong message there. And Coach Turner, your message for the people of Chicago? Man, mine's real simple and brief, man. Um, you know, stand up for what's right as 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 peaceful as you can. Be optimistic and uh love the land. I mean, that's my message for my Chicagoans, for our city, so we can get our stuff back going the way that it's always been. You know, let's get let's get let's get things going back back right. This the third largest city in the in the in the country. I mean, we like top dogs. Let's we we gotta have more control than this. So let's let's get our let's get our town back right. Like I said, stand up for Russ White as, as as peaceful as you can or whatnot, and so your voice can be heard. I don't want anybody to think that, you know, they can't be heard. Everybody's voice, you know, deserves to be heard. So stand up for what's right as peaceful as possible, be optimistic and love the land. That's awesome. That's an awesome word there, Coach Turner. And Coach Clark, what do you have for your community and your city? Um, I just wanted to um, tell the community and the city just to stay focused and um, just, you know, we can't believe in everything, you know. I know sometimes the media can portray so much is going on, this and there, but, you know, I believe that Chicago, we have progress in the, in the right direction, even though, you know, the media portrays this and that, that this is happening on the west side and the south side and everything else, but there are some, it's, it are some, it, it is some great things happening on on east side of our towns, west side, north side, south side, and east side. Um, we just got to continue that. I mean, everything in life is not going to be perfect, but I believe in this one thing that um, if you are going to be a person that's always arguing and complaining, do something about it. Don't just keep on just arguing and complaining about something you don't do something about it. Like Coach said, go and vote. If you ain't gonna go and vote, bring a solution to the plan or just shut up. It's just that simple. Um, just keep loving each other, like Coach Turner said, and just keep going strong, Chicago. I wanna just take the opportunity and to just say thank you to all of you men for taking your Sunday to, to speak to the city, to speak to the, the coaches, the student athletes who need you. And not only that, I want to thank you, men, for the job that you do for the youth of the future. You guys, I can't say it enough to the city of Chicago. My message is only, we can only stand together if we work together. And there's nothing that can separate us more than the hate and the frustration 
that we're distrib distributing across this nation. You got to pull it together. In Chicago, Coach Turner said it best. We're one of the best, and we're going to remain the best. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us today, man. I appreciate it. Love, man, I appreciate you having me, man. Thank you. Thank you, Rams. Thank you. Peace. High School Holler.